Hello, welcome to Marriage for Real with a Daisy Chiwako. Every week, I'll be bringing you podcasts, giving you an upfront, transparent, and very real approach to having an amazing marriage. Ooh, how are you doing, people? Um, I have to admit, it's been a while. <laughs> but I've been so busy working closely with you, working closely with my clients, and helping them to radically transform their marriage, heal after an affair and create the relationships that they actually truly desire. You know me, I'm not about people just existing in their marriages, but I really want you to enjoy a passion-filled, exciting, thriving marriages. That's my heart. That's my desire for you. You also know that I really do specialise on affair recovery and helping people overcome the impact of an affair and then go off again to create an amazing marriage. Dare I say a marriage stronger and better than before the affair. Um, in terms of today's podcast, what I want to really talk to you about is the impact of an affair on the betrayed person. Now, this topic can go on for a long time. There's so many different facets to it. But um, today I want to hone in on the idea of grief and helping you to understand that actually when an affair comes into the marriage or relationship, the person who has been betrayed will experience emotions and a psychological impact that is akin to that of death. So that level of grief that we would expect somebody to go through when they lose a lost, um, a loved one is what they would kind of go through when finding out that they've been cheated on. And it's really important to know so that you can get an indication um, if you are the person that has been betrayed as to why you're feeling the way that you feel. And if you are the betrayer, you can understand exactly, well, at least get an indication of what it is that your partner is now going through. Now, bear in mind that it, research has shown that it takes about 18 months to two years to fully heal from infidelity. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to spend, you know, 18 months to two years feeling terrible and the marriage being a mess and no hope for the future. Absolutely not. Um, but it does mean that you're still going to be experiencing some of the impact every now and again. As the time goes by, it does get a lot less and you do develop your coping skills a lot better. And by then as well, you're working close, more closely together and, and forming this really tight bond that is allowing you to, to navigate through those pockets of moments where things come flush, flashing back. But... About 18 to two, two years is, is typically how long it takes to fully heal. And really think about it like this. Um, you may have a deep cut and the, the core of that cut is in the pain, the bleeding, the rawness of it. 
is so almost like the first part of the healing. And then, you know, if that cut is looked after well, you then start to see that the skin comes back, it's starting to come back together. And there's a, there's a healing that's happening. That would be the second stage. And then the third stage is where now it's actually been scabbed over. When the scab is there, it's not healed. It's still the healing process, but it's scabbed over. It doesn't hurt so much, but you are aware that it's there. The complete healing is where the scab has now fallen off and hopefully you're left without any scarring at all. Okay, so think of it that way. So it's not the full raw pain bleeding <laughs> sore that was at the beginning that you're going to be experiencing by, you know, month 18 onwards. Okay, and now in terms of the grief, which is really what I want to hone in on on this podcast. In, the, in 1969, psychologist Elizabeth Kubler-Ross came up with the concept of there being five stages of grief. And those five stages are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. So that's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Now, I need you to consider these things not as phases so it's not as if the betrayed person is going to move through a phase of denial and then go into anger and then go into bargaining. They could experience all these emotions all at the same time. They could start with anger and then go into depression and then denial. But these are typically the five levels of emotions that the betrayed person is going to be going through. And I just want to sort of elaborate on what each phase or stage um, or emotion, as we said, it's not really a step-by-step phase, um, kind of looks like. So you can identify where you are in your grieving process and really know whether you're grieving. Because I think that that's one thing that I've noticed when working with couples is that they don't understand, even the person who has been betrayed, really underestimates exactly what they're going through and so therefore suppresses the emotions now here's the danger with suppressing the emotions is that actually nothing is ever truly suppressed they're always expressed so they'll be coming out in various different ways still impacting the individual but also the the relationship therefore hindering you both from moving forward at a pace that you would want to move forward in so that you can get past this and get on to having the relationship that you really want to have so it's important to, as, as you listen to this to really ask yourself wow am i still in the grieving process and if you are it's important to know and give yourself grace. So let's start with denial. Here's where we're at. If, you, if you're experiencing the desire to avoid the situation, if you're feeling confused about it, okay, if you're still in a state of shock and experiencing a lot of fear, it's likely that you're in the denial aspect of grief. Okay. The second one is anger. We all know what it feels like to be angry, but you'll be experiencing frustration, really strong bouts of frustration, um, highly irritable, things that really didn't irritate you so much before are irritating you and you may be experiencing bouts of anxiety. That means that you're in the anger stage of grief. 
Okay, now the bargaining side will look like this. You'll be struggling to find meaning. You'll be trying to be like, I really want to understand why. I really want to understand what this affair meant, you know, really trying to find meaning between each action, each word. Okay, you may be reaching out to others to try and find meaning and, and you may be telling other people your story again. You're trying to find meaning behind all of this. You're trying to get some form of explanation. You're in the bargaining um, part of grief. Again, depression um, will look like this. Feeling of being overwhelmed by the knowledge of the affair, but also suddenly by life. By the relationship. Maybe when your spouse is near you, you get that sense of overwhelm right? You may have times where you just feel helpless in this relationship. You'll be finding that there's a sense of hostility, right? So beyond anger, it's actual hostility that you're feeling towards your spouse, okay? And then if you're at the stage of grief where you've reached acceptance, which is where we really want to work our clients to get to, that's when now you're starting to explore options, making a decision as to, you know, staying and how that's going to look, developing a new plan for this new marriage that you have and really being clear on moving on together. OK, and so I want you to take a moment now. And if you have to listen back to this podcast, do it. But take a moment now to really ask yourself, am I experiencing grief? And if you recognize yourself in any of those descriptions that I've given you, maybe all of them, maybe half, then I want you to begin to slow down. Slow down, give yourself grace, okay? The quickest way to your healing is not by rushing past this stage the quickest way to your healing is to be very clear on where you are not suppressing it giving yourself grace and allowing yourself to heal remember that each of these states are necessary okay i mean even anger mental health professionals encourage anger because it's important for your emotions your mind and your body to release it when you release it, it starts to dissipate. When you keep it in, it holds and it builds. And that's why you might be finding that you're having, you know, days of peace almost. And then suddenly there's this big explosion, right? Allow yourself to feel these emotions. Let them ease. Let them go. Allow them to dissipate and, and move on. And if you're the person who is the betrayer, then what I need you to do again is to give grace. Think about how you would be with somebody if they had lost a loved one. How much patience would you have? How much tolerance would you have? How much love and care and gentleness would you operate with them? How much compassion would you have when dealing with them? And you'd be prepared to do that for as long as necessary to allow them to heal. Well, that's your job in this situation. Listen, if this is something that you're going through and you really want to be able to not go back to the old marriage, but start again and build something that is absolutely amazing. Again, we're not just talking about 
um, recovery, but we're talking about creation here, creating a new marriage, I do want you to reach out to me. You can book a free breakthrough call. It's 30 minutes. We'll touch base, get to understand what's going on in your marriage and really get clear on what you want. And then we can look at you getting onto my 90 day program using my system, rebuilding trust, restoring intimacy and creating the relationship you have always desired even after an affair. My name's Daisy Chiwaka, I'm your marriage and relationship coach and I'll see you in the next podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, go ahead, share it with a friend or a member of your family. Also, don't forget to head over to Facebook, Twitter or Instagram and follow me all under the name of Marriage For Real. See you at the next podcast.